Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Bharti Jagdish and Ryan Huang. Time now for The Bigger Picture. Several things we're watching closely. For one thing, Singapore's central bank tightened its monetary policy for the first time in three years. And of course, Singapore has just reported a preliminary 6.5 increase in GDP for the July to September quarter. A slowdown actually from the 15.2% year-on-year growth in the previous quarter. What can you tell us, Ryan? Yeah, that's right, Bharti. So that move on the monetary policy front is the first time in three years that it has tightened its policy. So pretty much following the likes of South Korea, New Zealand and others and backing away from a bit of an accommodative monetary stance. So that growth numbers you mentioned, 6.5%, comes off the back of a larger number in the second quarter. And sequentially, we do have it coming through with an expansion of 0.8% though for the third quarter. That reverses the contraction of 1.4% in the second quarter. To help us break it down, we've got Selena Ling. She is the Chief Economist for OCBC Bank. Morning, Selena. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. I'm good. Hey, glad to have you on. So let's get help first to lay the context us for this third quarter figures. 6.5% consensus forecast, uh, pretty much in line at 6.6%. How should we read into this? How much of a base effect is at play when you compare it to the second quarter? Well, I think if you look compared to the second quarter, obviously it's a slowdown, but we do remember that the second quarter of last year was the worst of the COVID pandemic. Mm. So I guess the base effects are gradually fading out of the picture as we get into the second half of the year. Generally, if you look at what were the key growth drivers, manufacturing still looks fairly strong. Services and construction are also in positive growth. Construction, of course, coming back from a very, very low base last year. But what's interesting is that both services and construction are now seeing their second straight quarter of positive growth. Mm. So there is a little bit of momentum there. But you remember in July, we had the return to the phase 2 HA. And then uh, I think the more interestingly is that, of course, going into the fourth quarter itself, because of the stabilization period, how much of a dent will that be on consumer spending that's going to be the key issue going forward? Yeah, that's a big question mark, right? When you see the rising prices of almost everything, energy costs, and compounded with the labor shortages and the imported inflation that we might get from goods we bring in from overseas, how exposed will we be when you consider all these factors going into the fourth quarter and next year? Well, I think Singapore is a small open economy, so we are exposed to a lot of the cost pressures uh, that we see you know, in the news. Lines. I mean, even the overnight Fed minutes basically referred to the possibility that inflation is going to be more persistent rather mm. than transitory, right? So I guess the idea here really is that if you look at the 2022 headline and core CPI forecast that were given by MES, they are looking at headline going up to 1.5 to 2.5 percent, core inflation going up to 1 to 2 percent. Mm-hmm. Not really surprising in a sense, but I think if you look at the statement itself, they did break down a little bit about what were the causes were concerned. So they said there's going to be cost pressures on both domestic and imported labour costs that we know. But on top of that, I think there was a reference also that services fee costs, you know, for education, healthcare and transport are likely to go up next year as well. So it does suggest that there's quite a broad base of cost pressures that we expect that will come through uh, next year. Yeah, Selena, what's your level of optimism for the 2021 growth outlook right now? Where does it sit right now when you look at how things are going, for the VTLs, potentially tourism coming back? What's your forecast? Well, we still keep 
our full year growth forecast at 6.7%. I mean, if you look at the official forecast, they're also keeping it at 6-7%. So I think this third quarter print does not derail uh, 2021 growth expectations at all. I think, in fact, there is some optimism that with the opening up of the VTLs, there could be actually some potential upside for the aviation and the hospitality sectors that were lagging this recovery process so far. So I think uh, everyone's hoping, you know, that basically there will be some light at the end of the tunnel as far as overseas travel is concerned. So definitely, if uh, all the VTLs go well, yeah. I think that will basically pave the way for more reopening of borders into 2022 itself. And that should probably vote for a more encouraging uh, growth picture for the start of 2022. Yeah, Selena, what about wage growth? Because for the person on the street, they are looking at prices go up in many places. What can I expect in terms of wage growth? I mean, look at how there's high turnover in the job scene right now and just a bit of a labour crunch going on. Yes, I think this is true not only for Singapore. I mean, it's a little bit uh, similar for the US situation as well. You had the unemployment rate drop. Payrolls didn't rise as much as expected last Friday. I think basically for businesses that are hiring uh, for future business uh, expansion, they are facing a bit of a manpower crunch, mainly because the borders remain essentially closed mm. to uh, worker flows, right? So if you have to rely only on your domestic labor market, and you know our unemployment rate is always very, very low. So I think there is a limit to how many retirees or you know youth uh, you can get back into the labor market per se. And then if you recall from September next year, they're basically going to expand the progressive wage model to more sectors. Mm. And for firms that want to hire foreign workers, they will have to pay the local workers the local qualifying salary. So I don't think there will be a bump up coming in terms of wage costs next year, which will be good from the worker point of view, but maybe not so good for businesses that are really facing uh, headwinds still. Yeah, headwinds from um, rising costs of commodities across the board. And just to wrap things up, Selena, we've got an MS policy. They have just tightened for the first time in three years. And this is with the uh, adjustment to the slope of the Sing Dollar Exchange Policy Band from 0%. Walk us through the thinking here. Well, the MAS statement comes across as definitely more sanguine for next year, both in terms of the growth and inflation prospects. I said there was quite a bit of focus on the cost pressures broadening out across the Singapore economy. So not only labour costs, both domestic and imported, but a lot of the uh, transport, healthcare, education service fee costs that we also referenced. And I think generally they expect that global supply chain issues are going to persist. And that is going to also add you know, to this whole uh, current energy crisis that we're seeing uh, in different parts of the world. So it's all coming together. And uh, presumably, I think that's what's forcing the hand for policymakers to move a little bit earlier than what I think most people were expecting. So for the Sing dollar impact, would that leave it pretty much range bound or would it um, kind of buffer it from a stronger uh, US dollar, which is going through tapering in the coming few months? Yes, so I think um, we have seen the senior basically uh, get a little bit of a lift this morning after the MES announcement. Um, it's currently trading about 1.25% on the stronger side of parity. I think that will basically help to alleviate some of the cost pressures that are uh, coming in through the import prices and especially amid a sort of broadening and strengthening dollar story. But I think what would be quite key to watch would be from here out to April 2022 itself when MES will meet again for the next policy meeting. Because the question, of course, is whether uh, as more central banks start to recognise that what they had hoped was transitory inflation pressure 
now becomes more persistent. Mm. Uh, the question, of course, is whether it's going to force them to normalise policy faster and more aggressive than what they had anticipated. Yeah, of course. Uh, MUS is the latest to jump on the tightening bandwagon, so to speak. I've been chatting with Selena Ling. She is the Chief Economist for OCBC Bank, helping us to break down the third quarter GDP estimates. Selena, thank you for your time today. Thank you. Bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.